Wakey, wakey, Iggy Biggy. Tis the Smart Coast Morning Show, blasting awesome sauce all over your interwebs. Smorning, everybody. Smorning, <laughs> motherfuckers. How's it going? Did any of you sleep last night? Yeah, me neither. No. I was tweeting uh, to promote the show at like two o'clock and two thirty in the morning. <laughs> I don't know what else to do. I can't sleep. Um, uh oh, we're being counted on by Jenny Marie. Shit. Yes. Better step up our game. We got no Marty, we got no Kruger, we got no Dan, and we got no worries, because we got Emily O'Hara and DJ Jam <laughs> Master, right. <laughs> and myself, Bill Watterson. I uh, encourage you to listen live, smartcast.com. Please tweet in uh, Nooner Dan Marty. Um, is that even right? Yes, Nooner Dan Marty, at Nooner Dan Marty. Yes. Um, uh, and I'm going to respect the format that I don't even respect by opening <laughs> with uh, current events and politics. There you go. Which I know nothing about. Yeah. Uh, but neither does Marty. Um, so uh, I know, Emily, you want to discuss uh, or you want to at, at least get out there some of what's going on in Turkey. Yeah. I don't know if anybody's been uh, paying attention to Turkey. Oh, way to, <laughs> way to, way to undercut the listeners. <laughs> I'm going to assume that you're jingoistic well, and closed-minded and not at all interested in other cultures. The reason I mention it Allow is me to enlighten you. <laughs> there has been a media blackout about it. Like, uh, nothing in Turkey is being... That's reported. why I don't know anything. Yeah. I, yeah. As a high-ranking member of the media, I just... Yeah. <laughs> I can't get through the blackout. Yeah. 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 It's, it's killing me. Can't. It's killing me. <laughs> uh, Shine a light. There's a park. It's called Geza Park in Turkey that was going to be turned into, I believe, a strip mall of some sort. And a group of people, understandably, didn't want that to happen. And so they protested in the park very nonviolently. They just sent up, they set up camps and it was an Occupy sort of movement. And it, and it grew and grew and grew. And of course, as always happens, the, um, authorities got a little, <laughs> got a little intimidated and they, uh, they started, you know, tear gassing people and it's gotten, you know, there's been violence against the protesters and it's gotten really out of hand and, and everybody's pushing back like more protesters are actually showing up now of that course. it's gotten violent and it's, it's a little out of control and people, there are several people that have been injured. I think, uh, injured. 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 They've been injured. Injured. They've been hurt so badly they <laughs> wish they were killed. Yeah. <laughs> and then about four people were killed. Uh. So far. And it's a media blackout and you only hear about it on, on, you know, when people get a couple of, uh, uh, blog posts around on Facebook. And mm -hmm. do you know, do you have a sense of what, um, might be the bigger issue beyond it? Like, is there, uh, obviously the park is a concern and then the reaction of the authorities, uh, is something to be, uh, rallied against. But do you get a sense that there's also like, Behind this is a sense of uh, a lack of freedom of speech or a lack of yeah. representation in the government or a lack of a voice. That's, in I read a, I read a really politics. good, uh, a really eloquent blogger who said that. Very my ears are burning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, could you turn my, my, my headphones uh, down? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He said, uh, you know, yeah, and they, they feel they don't like the corporatization of, of Turkey and they don't like the way that everything's becoming big government and they don't, you know, they, they feel disenfranchised and like their world is being turned in probably into America a little right. bit. <laughs> yeah, Americanized. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, which is sad because I hear that Turkey is one of the most beautiful countries that you can I have visit. heard that. I think I mentioned yeah. this last week that my brother's actually uh, has a trip to uh, a business trip to Pakistan, yeah. which I always want to say like Pete Postlethwaite in The Usual Suspects. Pakistan. Um, Nicely done. Pakistan. Uh, <laughs> But he has a layover in Turkey, and that's like that's the, the part he's actually worried about. Yeah, <laughs> which is just crazy. Uh, he's been there before. I'm sure. Uh, I think Budapest. 
Oh, or is that hungry? That's hungry. Hungry, yeah. I don't know anything. No. <laughs> We need to listen to the Animaniacs, Countries of the World. <laughs> <laughs> right. I actually saw Rob. Oh no, I saw Rob Paulson, who was an Animaniacs guy, and he also did like Snow Job and a bunch of other guys in GI Joe. I saw him at Comic Con last year at a panel because um, yeah. he's doing a voice for a Shifty Look cartoon, and a friend, an old friend of mine from Second City, works for Shifty Look, which is a really fun. Uh, it's like Namco Bandai company that's bringing back all these old uh, sort of two bit. Um, nice characters uh dig dug and all of a sudden like do, oh, doing yeah. comics and cartoons about them and bringing them back to life mappy and games like that nice. sort of bringing them back in the in the culture and they have some they have a cartoon that uh mega man maybe yeah. i'm not sure but they have a cartoon that rob paulson does the, the voice of the lead guy and he did the animaniacs uh i think it's it's uh capitals they have that song about the, yeah. the state yeah. capitals i think they have two they have the country of the world and the, and the state yeah. capitals. Yes. he did he did one of the two i i, I remember it being capitals but it's impressive. It was really impressive. I mean, he took one deep breath and blew through the whole thing. And I was like, I, I couldn't read yeah. that yeah. that effectively <laughs> off of, off a page, let alone <laughs> recite that. What twenty years? At ten years after having done that, he's for the, the show. Guy played Yakko, right? Uh, yes. Yeah. yeah. I have a friend who knows him and mentioned that everywhere he goes, people ask him to do it. So yeah. you can imagine if you did it like five times a day every day, you right. probably <laughs> yeah. That, it's usually that, or they ask him. Um, are you pondering what I'm pondering? Because he was also uh, Pinky. Was it you? Uh, was, it, was it you, the person who knew? <laughs> yeah, I, well, I'm one of them. <laughs> one of them. Okay. We yeah. do kind you of know, travel in the same circle yeah. <laughs> without knowing each other. Exactly. That's pretty. But that's L.A., isn't it? That's isn't that so the, L.A. Do any of us LA? truly know each other? Um, Are we not all just strangers passing through? Mm. <laughs> How long to the top of the hour? <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> um, I also was looking up, uh, for the sake of the show and for the sake of trying to be a decent citizen, um, the uh, Edward Snowden um, uh, whistleblowing story yeah. uh, about uh, the, the government um, infringing on civil liberties and him coming out and doing mm -hmm. an interview, showing his face. And, and I don't, have you seen the uh, he's, any yeah, clips? He's very he's eloquent. Incredibly yeah. eloquent. Yeah, very eloquent. There's, there's no sense of him sort of being... An anarchist or a crackpot, or I mean, I don't think you can get a job in in the CIA or the NSA by being an anarchist NSA. or a um, crackpot. By be, yeah, by being that, by being a mess. But I was I was shocked at how uh, oh, well spoken he was. Um, yeah. And uh, I, do, how do you how do you feel about the prosecution of whistleblowers? Like I the, I have a question though, I, I'm, and I'm going to expose my naivety, but I just have this. She meant naivete. <laughs> I have this idea where it's like, so let's say that the government is watching everybody I call and everything that I do on the internet. And the government is watching everyone you call and everything. Okay, you so so they are. Oh, right? I was taking you literally. Yeah. Okay. You said let's say. Let's. Oh, I get it. Um, <laughs> what do I? I'm, I'm. I'm. What do I? What does that have to do? What is that? How's that going to affect me? Is what I want to know because I'm so uninteresting that I can't imagine anybody looking at my at my you know internet records and being scandalized or, inter or even remotely interested in anything. I would I just mean, be embarrassed because yeah. I'm sending all these broken-hearted emails around. Yeah, like that's honestly the worst like, I just of see it. A isn't picture it? a bunch of CAA guys with headphones being like, "What a fucking <laughs> yeah. loser!" You're judging me, dude. Get over yeah. it. Ugh. Oh God, she reads bad fanfic. <laughs> <laughs> like that's wow, my main do? concern and now it's out there so yeah. <laughs> you've done the government's job for them yeah i know i know <laughs> like uh, what are you doing that's so interesting that you really have to be concerned about the government 
looking at you and why i mean granted i don't like the idea that my privacy is is being impinged but perhaps i'm just shameless and i (laughs) I don't care (laughs) like if the government knows what i mean maybe if in a couple years like if i decide to become an anarchist then what i'm going to be doing becomes interesting and I mean, tell me, tell me honestly, though. Tell me honestly, what, why should I be scared? Because, I mean, after all this hullabaloo. I, I, I see what you're saying, and I'm the same way. I don't, my internet behavior is not that much different than my public behavior. <laughs> what you know, you I like, I don't, I don't have these this. weird secrets or like yeah. alternative, uh, personalities or anything like that online. But, um, I don't think it's a matter of being scared that secrets are going to be exposed. I think it's just mm-hmm. a matter of right to privacy. The principle of yeah, it. Yeah, the principle of it. Right. Like, right. like, I'm, I'm not going to get in trouble for anything I say. I'm not going to be exposed for anything I say, but you have no right to know what I'm saying. It's, it's just, right. it's, it's personal. Yeah. Right. That I understand that. I do. See, I was worried about this. I think it was like 30 years ago when uh, that movie Blue Thunder. Right. With, with Roy, Roy Scheider. When they were in the helicopter and they, they turned on the mic and they could hear and right. the, the heat, uh, what you call it, infrared or whatever. They were looking into the people's apartments and stuff, like through walls and shit. Then I knew. I was like, fuck. We're fucked. <laughs> it's, Everybody knows everything. There is yeah. no privacy. Um, uh, <laughs> oh, my God. Christopher is <laughs> the nail on the head. <laughs> just tweeted, just nice. tweeted that I, he gets the feeling that I miss uh, Marty's coffee more than him right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a fact. Yes. Um, you saw right through me. <laughs> you didn't even need government infiltration to do it. Right. Uh, did you see that sales of George Orwell's 1984 are up 69% on Amazon in the wake oh of all gosh. of this, wow. all of this, uh, this big brother, uh, discussion? That's wow. crazy. It's just hilarious. And now perhaps sales of the Blue Thunder DVD and Blu-ray Possibly. will, uh, will we'll also skyrocket. skyrocket. Yes. Wow. I just remember that, uh, when he turned his helmet, the, the, the turret. The turret turned yeah, with it. Yeah, the that Gatling so gun cool. on the front turned. So nerdy. Movie about <laughs> a cool it. helicopter. Yeah. Then there was a then there was a Blue Thunder TV show that Airwolf. barely lasted. But there was also a Blue Thunder TV oh, show. There was, oh, yeah, that's for like right. three, four episodes, but it couldn't compete with Airwolf man. No, Airwolf. You can't you can't go toe to toe with Jan Michael Vincent Jan and expect Michael to Vincent. come out. Especially when, when he's coked out. You know. <laughs> Have you seen that footage of Jan Michael? We I had a vaudeville variety show at Second City for a while that uh we, our running gag was that our special guest was Jan Michael Vincent <laughs> and that he, he always had some, we had a theme to the show and every week he had some sort of act that was related to, yeah. like we had, we one of our, our themes was a, like a salute to the future, you know? Yeah. And, and it was like, and the, uh, amateur prognostications of Jan Michael Vincent. <laughs> uh, and then we, at the end of the show, every, every week we do the finale and then we go out to the audience, thank them for coming and be like, and sincere, our sincerest apologies to Jan Michael Vincent. We ran out of time. Uh, <laughs> Oh, he always got running gag. Yeah, <laughs> really stupid running gag. <laughs> That's funny. But uh, um, we were looking up some audio clips of him because we actually we, one of the gags we did. We ended up having a back, like a conversation with him backstage. Yeah, we just cut together clips from different things uh, so that we could have a, a, this fake conversation. And I, there's this YouTube clip of uh, him later, much later in his career, being fed lines off camera. Because he's so wasted. Ugh. He has no idea where he is. It's terrible. And uh, someone's feeding him lines off camera just so that he'll say whatever needs to be said. Yeah. And one of the lines was like a question like, what are you doing here? And he goes, I don't know. What are you What are you doing here? And I was like, <laughs> he's oh, answering geez. the fucking. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, I hope man. you I hope you got a hefty insurance policy for that production, uh, dude. You are in trouble. Yeah. I feel like I've really dropped the ball because apparently there are some E3 and WWC announcement, WWDC announcements. Huge ones. Yesterday. You know about them. 
Um, I don't. Uh, actually, I have a, I have a, <laughs> I have a bone to pick with E3, uh, right now. Um, but I do know people were, uh, posting that Sony kicked Microsoft's ass or something like that, or like Sony wins or Sony, Sony won Microsoft zero. You would yeah. hope. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was Dance Dance Revolution versus, uh, whatever the other one is. Fucking, <laughs> <laughs> um, those are more fun to play than they should be, by the way. Um, yeah, why aren't we doing that right now? Yeah. <laughs> um, Live on air. <laughs> Did you see in the news? Yeah. That, hang on a second. Did you see that? <laughs> Another thing I don't know anything about. <laughs> New feature. <laughs> um, but E3 did start uh, this morning, opened up this morning. It's, a, it's, a, it's the um, Entertainment Electronic Entertainment Expo. Are yeah. those the three yeah. E's? Yeah. Uh, and it's at the Los Angeles Convention Center, and it runs the next three days. Not open to the public. It's only open to members of the industry. Insiders. Um, yeah. Of which I am one. Which but uh, here's what happened. Right? Bear with All me, right. guys. Yeah. Uh, let me take you on a personal journey. Um, so Lost Planet 3 is, is a video game. I play the lead character. I do the voice, and, and, and I'm the face of the character. Um, comes out in late August, August 27th, I believe, in the States. And they have a huge booth down at E3. And Lost Planet 3 is represented at the Capcom booth, I think at the Sony Microsoft booth, and at the Play, like, PlayStation booth or something like that. It's at three different places. Yeah. And there's these huge posters of my face. Um, nice. And uh, everyone kept, at Capcom kept saying, you know, we'll bring you down to E3. You got to check it out. We'll bring you down to E3. You got to check it out. So I didn't apply for a badge. Uh, which I needed to have done like six oh. months ago because they kept telling me, we'll bring you we'll down, we'll bring, bring you yeah. down. Yeah. And then I come to find out, uh, uh, in the, over the last few weeks as I've been getting in touch with them, they don't have a spare pass. So E3 is going on right now and there's this huge poster, 20 foot poster of my face. And it's like, that, that would have made me feel better. Yeah. yeah. I mean, not to be a dude and not to be super egotistical, but in the wake of getting dumped, yeah. Standing around a twenty foot poster myself might have made me feel good. Yeah, the yeah. girls the girls like them computer characters. Instead too. I got another kick in the nuts. <laughs> and I can't go down. I'm like, God oh, man. damn it. And then it would have just been me and James. Yeah. Right. Oh God. Yeah, that would have been <laughs> no, a, I, got, God. I got total faith in you guys. <laughs> 15 minute show. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go play a game. Yeah. Um, I, I did watch, however, yeah. to, not to shift gears, but I Please. did watch, uh, Game of Thrones. Now, I have no fucking ah. idea what's going on because I haven't watched the first, because I, I have to admit, I think I've said this before, I still have to catch up on Dexter. I'm so behind on Dexter that Season four I is don't want to commit to another show. Yeah. But that was it was it was really cool really amazing uh I, you know i i hadn't really invested in, uh, a lot of time into game of thrones and now i now i know i have to right i have to because it's so, so did you, cool did you just watch the one episode that everybody well, grew I up saw, about well i saw i saw the uh, red wedding yeah and then i saw this finale because i we didn't had see the finale an, oh you didn't see here's i have so little time yeah <laughs> I, last night I had time for one television show and I was finishing up Arrested Development and I thought, uh-huh. I'm behind, like, I'm way behind on Arrested Development. I, I gotta get that one out of the yeah, way. Yeah. And then I don't have HBO. I have to go over to my friend's house to watch it. Uh, and I didn't have it. So I was like, I, I couldn't fight. Oh, damn it. I I'm wanted to, I wanted to invite you to, I mean, I, I, we have to, I have to find out what is your, do you have a Twitter yet? I do. I don't know how to use it. There's okay. one picture of, me and Steven Merchant on there. Because <laughs> <laughs> we did a, the reason a I watched start. it was, well, I, you know, everyone's been talking about it. You've been talking about right. it. I wanted to see what was going on. Because I abused you so heinously yes. last time. Yes. How dare you? <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> How dare people call yourself entertainment people? Um, no, but uh, we had a big event at the Lovitz uh, with uh, After Buzz TV, which is Marie Menounos's, um mm. 
one of her shows she produces. And it's basically a wrap up of season, uh, finales of mm. different shows. Cool. Uh, we're doing Mad Men coming up soon. Um, a bunch of stuff like that. But this Game of Thrones was, uh, obviously this Sunday and it was, it was amazing. It was, it yeah. was really an amazing episode. I'll, I'll leave it at that so that you can watch it, but. I think you'll dig it. And then I, now I have to go back. Now I feel like, I mean, obviously I have to go back and watch all of them. Day yeah, one. Watch yeah. all of them but, it's, uh, it's really good. I, I've already heard that I'm going to be very upset uh, for every season or episode nine that occurs. Apparently, yeah, yeah. Apparently shit goes down in every episode. <laughs> and you haven't seen the first season, right? No. Oh, well, yeah, shit goes down. Don't get attached to anybody. Yeah, yeah that's what yeah. I've heard. Good life like lesson, Starship, Game of Thrones. Starship Troopers. I remember that was <laughs> as corny as that movie was. It was oh, like, that movie was so good. I kind of loved it. No, So good? Oh, my God, yes. I mean, so that was maybe, a, maybe fun. Uh, yeah, it was, yeah. So, well, it was so much fun. But, I mean, I think a really fun movie is, yeah. by default, good. Yeah. Um, no, no, I, I dug it. I dug it. Casper Van Casper the- Neil Patrick Harris. Really? Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, I don't remember that. Yeah, he was lovely in it. I mean, oh, so good. I, I love that movie because it's the one movie where you're watching the, the heroes and you they're all dicks. And like the bad guys are these horrible, scary monsters. And you're like, I'm actually kind of I'm, I'm I'm on their side. The, yeah, I'm rooting yeah. for the fighter. But it's all backwards. It's so beautifully backwards that you, you know. The, yeah. The, well, that was another one, though. Go ahead. Get, 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 get attached. I think it was. Yeah. Go ahead and get attached to a fucking uh, character. We dare you. Right. Because it was like, hey, that dude's going to kill the whole fuck. Okay, well, that's not going to happen. <laughs> it's like fucking arm through the, like slice through yeah. the body. And like, oh, yeah. fuck. Well, that guy ain't going to make it. That's- I am attached to several characters. Luckily, none of them were at the Red Wedding. <laughs> okay. There um, we go. I actually was a little vindictive with some of the characters. Wow. I'm the worst person in the world, and I just confessed it on air. I'm coming out today, boys. Uh, Mike O'Donohue just said, uh, I, I, I imagine this is for you, Bill. Badges? badges? We don't need no stinking badges. Uh, Magnificent Seven or um, no. no, Good, the Bad, and the Ugly? No, it's um, it's uh, Peter Lorre in no. Treasure of Treasure the Sierra, Sierra Madre. Madre. Isn't it Peter Lorre? Uh, it's not, it's not, I don't think it's Peter Lorre. Um, no, because it's a Mexican guy. No, it's it? Pancho. Oh. That's supposed to be Pancho. Oh. Yeah. which I have a very, very big problem with. He was always uh, portrayed as a fat, drunken Mexican, and the real Pancho Villa did not drink alcohol uh, or smoked weed or anything like that. He was uh, he was a straight he was, edge. He was boring. Yeah. So speaking yeah. of uh, speaking of being portrayed one way, when you are truly another, mm-hmm. do you see the story of the sixty-four year old who was uh, arrested for DUI because no. he, because he looked drunk? No, um, oh, wow. he's a, a black guy, white cop. So it's oh, that it's that so story. It's gonna be one of those. Exactly. Oh. Um, he hadn't been drinking. He didn't have a, a drop in it in his system. But the cop said, "I can tell your DUI just by looking at your eyes," oh, wow. which is rough. Um, and I was just wondering, um, what uh, what like what how how have you been accused of things you haven't done in the past, like or, or things that people oh. ways in which people perceive you that it just aren't true at this all? A grim. I. Like all of my best friends have ever been men. Like my best friends are men. So you can right. imagine, and it's been all that way yeah. ever since I was in fifth grade. My best friend was in fifth grade was Dustin. A Cass- man? Well, he was a he was a boy. Okay. Right. <laughs> I was gonna say, whoa! <laughs> Don't grow up too fast. He on was me, my <laughs> age in fifth grade. He was a peer. Um, yeah. So all through all through high school and college, I got accused of being a slut all the time. Oh, really? 
Yeah. Oh. No, uh, the assumption that all the relationships were sexual. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's that's that would be the other girls, right? No, men are like that too. It's they are. Yeah. I, you know, it's usually other women because they, you know, they get territorial. But men don't like being left out, and then they get mean. Uh huh. Yeah. So we all suck. mean boys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, no, 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 because the guys that I were friends with, I was friends with, were awesome. Because I was that's why I was friends with them. <laughs> I like your fifth grade voice a lot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, I got pulled into the office uh, at, in high school and accused of being drunk for um, at a football game. I was at a football game and mm-hmm. just screwing around. And a friend of mine was bench warming and we were running these cheers for him, even though mm-hmm. he wasn't going to get in the game. Aww. Just having a blast. And then Monday morning, Jeff Morton, I'm going to see you in my office, please. Aww. And I got this whole lecture and I was like, I have never had a drop of alcohol in my life. I've never taken a drag of a cigarette. Yeah. If I were, if I were even around drugs, I would be fucking freaked out, but I haven't yet in my life. Um, it's retarded. I'm, that's just like being, the- I'm just being accused and the whole time. He's like, yeah, well, I understand. I understand. Yes, of course. Well, but I'm just telling you because if you get away with it, then you tend to do it again. And I'm like, I didn't do it. Yeah. <laughs> I see. I see. But there's the temptation once you've gotten away with it once. I was like, oh, fuck. fuck. Fine. Oh. Fine. Okay. Fine. Whatever. Whatever. If it makes you happy, fine. I was fucking wasted. That's the gift of being young is that you get to act like you're drunk and stoned all the time. And it's just natural. Yeah. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah. I was always uh, like uh, I did this semester program in high school up in a – and this going to sound like I am a stoner. But I did this semester program up in uh, Versailles, Vermont working on, a, on an organic farm uh-huh. that, and taking classes up on the farm that like integrated the natural That's very world. Cool. You know, yeah. We'd like go out in the forest and read Thoreau. Super hippy-dippy shit. <laughs> Nice. And I had my hair grown long. <laughs> and my nickname up there was Burnout because everybody thought I was like a, a raging drug user. Stoner, it's yeah. just like, I just am so bored that I do stupid things because I'm fucking bored. Uh. <laughs> um, in college, I, someone I didn't even know was like, oh, yeah, Bill Watterson, biggest wake and bake on campus. Really? Uh, wow. It was like years before I had ever tried marijuana. You know, it could be that hat. I didn't have this hat in college. Oh. This is my Bob Hope hat. What are you talking about? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I got this at Mike the Hatter down in Cleveland. I'm on his email list. Nice. Um, James, any any people's first impressions of you that are just woefully inaccurate? Uh, not a first impression, but uh, and a wrongful accusation, yes. Here we go. Uh, my sister, well, my, my father uh, was... Retired as a, a CY, from CYA, California Youth Authority. So he was a, he was a peace officer, um, carried, had guns and carried guns and such and so forth, badge, the whole thing. Um, and he had bought this new, he just got the Glock when the Glocks mm. first came out, the fucking really nice Glock and, uh, had it under his, or wherever he had it. He had it in his room. My sister got into the, uh, got into their room, took his gun, and gave let her boyfriend use it or oh, gave it to her boyfriend, whatever. And my dad, literally, my dad was an old school. So that this sounds horrible now, probably to people, but he he beat the fuck out of me because he <laughs> thought I took his gun. Oh, and I had no, I truly had no. I didn't know my sister had taken it, so I was like, I didn't fucking take your gun as I'm talking <laughs> blood. Like I didn't take shit from you. What are you talking about? And, and finally my sister came clean, but it was like a week later she came clean finally. Oh. But yeah, I was, I was the scourge of the house because I apparently took his gun, sold it, whatever. 
And I was like, I, I don't know what you're talking about. I really didn't know what the fuck was going on. And uh, come to find out, it was my sister that mm. did it all along. So but I didn't get a, an apology <laughs> for the <laughs> ass whooping. That's up. bullshit. Yeah, that sucked. But, you know, live and learn. <laughs> Mike uh, tweeted in that he got the technically got the badges quote from Blazing Saddles. But wasn't yes. it um, UHF? UHF. Where it was like, badgers? We yeah. don't need no stinking badgers. Weird Al, baby. God, Weird Al needs to make more movies. Yeah. <laughs> Stanley, Stanley Pugnowski's Playhouse. Yes. Come on. That was fantastic. <laughs> um, <laughs> All right. And the show is over. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and we're done. Um, I saw, I don't know why I would click on this, but I did. Um, you remember Ian Zaring from the original 90210? Oh, how could I oh, yeah. not? <laughs> <laughs> he's reinventing himself as a, or not reinventing, he's just pursuing this new path as a Chippendales dancer. Really? Where he's gotten himself all ripped and oiled up and hairless and... You know, bow tie and whatever else they wear. Wow. Nothing, I guess. Wow. Um, I, it, I'm okay. just, it seemed to me like, okay, well, he he set out what he wanted to do to be an actor, and he was successful, and he's got all this money, and he's like, well, now what do I do? Um, if, you, if you guys find yourself, in, and you guys can tweet in on this, too, uh, mm-hmm. and on the first impressions question, but if if you found yourself in that position where you're like, well, I climbed the mountain, and now I can do whatever the hell I want, like, what's my next challenge? What's my next thing going to be? Hmm. For him, it was Chippendale's dancer. Uh, wow! What would it be for you? Like, what would you? Like, what if would you I take had on? enough money that I didn't have to worry about working. Ever? Yeah, or if you know, you, you've you, you're here to be an actress, and you mm-hmm. got that brass ring, and you had the money coming in. You're like, well, okay, I, I want to do more challenging roles. I want to do more films. Blah blah blah. But what's that like outside the box thing that you're like? Oh, I think I mentioned. I've it got already. free time. I've got a family. <laughs> I've got what I want to do now. What I want to do just for just for the personal challenge of it. I'm really lucky because I I do get to do a lot of the things. That I that I really want to do, like I'm I'm really into playing the fiddle, and I right. get to I get to do that all that I want. I write a whole lot, and I I I I paint. But I guess the the one thing I didn't that know I, you painted, I do. I paint. You see my Facebook page? I painted a picture of the TARDIS exploding. Then that's my that's my. Huh. I, I painted nice. that anyway. Um, the one thing that I want to do. What do you got against I, the TARDIS? <laughs> <laughs> uh, one thing that I always wanted to do that I never did was write comic books. Oh. That would be huge mm. for me to be able to write a comic. I did like Kevin Smith and Joss Whedon, you know, they hit yeah. they hit it making films and TV and then they were yeah. like, I feel like writing comic books. Yeah. So jealous. Yeah. Yeah, don't be jealous. I just watched much ado about nothing. Oh, does it suck? Suck is a bit strong. <laughs> is it Shakespeare's fault? Is it the, is it the material? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a bit dated. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what about you, Bill? Um you know, I posed this question without pondering it for myself. What is wrong um, with you? Every once in a while, I, I daydream about getting like crazy fit for no reason. Hmm. Well, I guess not no reason. It'd and be then nice you could take your clothes off and be but a Chippendales. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, actually, I just want to be Ian, Ian Ziering. Um, and I really want to play the drums well. Yeah. Uh, oh, I, God, lo- I, get a, I get a good feeling when I can lock in a groove on a drum kit, and I haven't done that in years. Yeah. I was at a thing for drummers. It's very satisfying. I don't have the right foot for it though. Yeah. I know you can develop it, but that the bass drum, I just, I know, it's so it's really hard. Yeah. And it's counterintuitive because you actually, your heels off the ground and you think you plant your heel. Yeah. And use that as a lever with your toes, but that's not how it is at all. Yeah. You're on the, the balls of your feet. That I makes think. sense though. Cause if you think about if you're just uh, rotating on your ankle, then that could get really tiresome. But if you use the force of your whole leg behind it, right. you could. Yeah. 
more biology for you. Way to break down the physics of <laughs> yeah. rock and roll drumming. I'm like, wow. Think about what's you could take the fun out of anything. <laughs> Think about what's his name from Def Leppard. How fucking right, dude. His feet have to be his. Yeah, because he yeah he's, he's doing four times the work of any other drummer with his feet. Yeah, <laughs> the Cleveland Chippendale Twatters. Wow, what what could be less sexy than calling yourself the Cleveland Chippendale? Sounds like a serial killer. She's got a pasty white belly hanging out over. <laughs> Is that anything like the uh, Cleveland Steamer? All right, <laughs> top of the hours, the top of the hour. Uh, yeah. um, but that also got me thinking the whole Chippendales thing. It's not it's sexy. A, yeah, it's supposed to be sexy. It's That's the sexy. thing. It's yeah. like we're men and we're oiled up and we're shredded and we're grinding our packages in your faces. It's, it's not, not sexy. sexy. It's not. I mean, it's obviously they're not. They're not trying to get to me because I'm. I'm not into dudes with and packages, but. But I think men would probably be more into it than women. Like you know, gay men would probably way more yeah. interested oh, than, yeah. than women. I've been to a gay strip or not a gay strip club, just a guys strip, which I consider gay. Yeah, it's a gay strip club. <laughs> um, I just, it's, I was not, I just couldn't get into it. And of course, there's always like that pocket of three or four women in their forties who are just like slimy and having the time of their lives. Uh. And then there are the rest of us going like, why isn't this working? (laughs) 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 It's just not. It's like you with Caligula. (laughs) (laughs) This is going to be the thing. And then it just isn't. (laughs) Um, There's a lot of stuff that's out there that's like, elevated as being sexy that i yeah. find very unattractive i mean i've talked about it before but i don't i don't get porn mm, i don't no. i don't get what's i get i get what's raw about it and i get <laughs> i get you know i i get why it's out there but it's not sexy to me Mm-mm. at all no 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 and that uh the whole playboy uh aesthetic pamela anderson uh yeah. bleach blonde hair large breasts um fake breasts anyway uh doesn't do anything for me no. and it's like constantly like the world's sexiest woman like uh don't not i get the really. vote yeah i, I, <laughs> I must have missed that, that vote. That. <laughs> yeah. so what do you want bill what are you looking for what what do you want in a woman uh i just want her to like me that's my new <laughs> that's my new uh <laughs> prerequisite for 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 dating oh that's the sweetest and the saddest thing i've ever heard <laughs> <laughs> this is not helping guys <laughs> <laughs> oh man, let's see. I didn't tell you guys what I would do. Yes, what would you do? If I had the money, I would uh I think I would be more like the a uh, bucket list kind of guy. Right. Like I yeah. the first thing I'd want to do is if I had enough money is do the uh space fucking Oh yeah. You know, uh, uh tourist in yeah. space cuz it's it's there. We're there. It's just a hell of a lot of money, but Right. They've developed uh Has uh, anyone done it? Yeah, a bunch of people. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Hmm. So I would do that, hoping that I would fly through uh, a a bank of gamma rays or something, and come back as a fucking <laughs> fantastic one. You don't, yeah. you don't want to make him angry. Fantastic one. I am fantastic one. <laughs> oh, that'll be the comic book I write. There it is. It all comes together. Yeah. That, that actually is a very funny uh concept a, a guy who loves comic books and tries to put himself in every situation, situation? that led to somebody <laughs> the big that led to your butt turns out i'm allergic to spiders <laughs> <laughs> but like puts himself in every situation that might lead to superpowers <laughs> write it down no don't write it down it's mine it's mine <laughs> 
Oh man! And then it turns out he had the power within himself to hold. The whole time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's laying there in the hospital bed with the- <laughs> in total traction. <laughs> I had the power within my. I just shot myself. <laughs> oh man! Can't uh, wait for that comic book. That just gave me a, a random memory flash to when I was hospitalized in Providence, and uh, uh, with the you know exhaustion and, and dehydration. Um, Is this why you were touring with a band? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, the guy next to me was in a really actually ended up dying next to me while I was there. Um, that's not a good memory. I don't know what I'm telling. You, but, uh, he uh, he was overweight and uh, just in a bad way with his heart and liver and everything. And he was in the bathroom and like calling for a nurse. And he's like, I need her, some her to come in here and help wipe my bottom. Oh, yeah. And he was like, he's like embarrassed, but yeah. like couldn't. Uh, yeah. I don't know why I thought of that. You know, when you, what, what, what happens is, what happens is when you, when you stick your neck out there, when you fall in love, let me tell you guys about love. <laughs> right, when you fall in love, you end up opening up a lot of things within yourself that have been locked up for a long time. Yeah. Some of, some for good reason, some for no reason. Uh, and it's hard to shut those doors, mm. you know. So you just want to keep sharing, is that? No, I just keep. Yeah, yeah it's like it's like bleeding out. <laughs> well, that's good radio. Keep going. Keep uh, bleeding, Bill. No. Bleed on. <laughs> no, let me go back to my list of topics. Uh, how was um? How was Amy Acker in Much Ado About Nothing? She was lovely. Really? I'm so glad you asked because she was really, really lovely. She has a crush on me. <laughs> <laughs> she uh, a little awkward. She <laughs> for her. I mean, I'm cool about it was uh confused for Amy Adams at the at the Q&A that we were <laughs> <laughs> and she was a sport so uh no i would recommend seeing it if you're into shakespeare at all just cuz it's different and i always think it's good to see new shakespeare adaptations and if you're into but- shakespeare you're probably Lonely and bored and a lot of yeah. time. Let me tell you about you're that. A fucking nerd. <laughs> if you're into Shakespeare, you're not listening to this. <laughs> right. That's pretty pretty much. Uh, uh, you got bigger problems than we can help you with, yeah. dude. <laughs> I was at work and I was talking to my friend who is a legal assistant. So you'd imagine she was rather intelligent. And I was talking to her about Much Ado About Nothing. She was that was written by that one guy, right? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Remember Which the old uh, Alan Partridge radio show? He had a, a he had a kid on one episode who was like a. a a genius and he, the kid quotes Shakespeare and Alan Partridge. This is uh, Steve Pat Coogan. Yeah. Alan Partridge is like, Oh wow. That's worthy. That's worthy of Shakespeare. And he goes, uh, it is Shakespeare. And Partridge is like, ah, well then it's worthy of the great bard. <laughs> Moron. <laughs> that's darling. Um, I've, I've loved Amy Acker, um, but I've seen her be bad in a lot really? of things. Like in- I thought she was perfect as Fred and mm-hmm. then did a great turn as uh, whatever Fred turned into the blue haired creature. I uh, don't know. Is this, on, this is all this on Angel, uh, Angel. Okay. Joss Whedon, where Joss discovered her or brought her in for the first time that I'm aware of. Yeah. Um, Illyria was the character she morphed into. And, th- and it was a very big shift. And I thought she did because Fred was very uh, nerdy. nervous and nerdy yeah. and, and, and needed protecting. And, and Illyria was like a, a god. Right. You know, goddess, I guess. Right. And it was a tight leather suit, which was, didn't hurt. But, um, <laughs> but I've seen her in other things and it was just like, Eesh. You, you want there are certain there are certain people, certain actors, certain athletes where you know in the right setting they yeah. really shine and they're yeah. exactly the person for that, but they're not necessarily good in everything. Yeah, yeah, it's the like fella, they, you need that fit. The Benedict was just did not hit the mark. I hate no. to say, which actor know? was that? Uh, oh, Crumbs. It, look it up. I don't. know. He's 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 a he's a weed knight. He has Alexis. Looking it up. Alexis Denisov? Denisov, yeah. Oh, that's a shame. I thought he was fantastic in uh, Buffy. 
He was well, uh, he was one of the uh, the watchers, and he did the he did a British accent, and he's not British, and I thought he oh, really wow. nailed it. Well, there you go. There's another example for your topic. Of oh, all right. Good in one thing and not so good. Well, I was I was thinking this about uh, I've, now now that we lost half you with Shakespeare, lose the other half with sports. Um, <laughs> there you go. The Patriots just signed Tim Tebow, who is a uh, you know, a football I he player. Was, I thought he was going to drop out of the league. Yeah, it seemed it was looking that way, and there, yeah. people were saying the Canadian Football League wouldn't even take him. He doesn't have the skill set. Wow. Blah blah blah. Um, uh, but uh, Belichick thinks he has a role for him, and everybody's actually praising the move. Um, nice. And it's just that that luck, that that circumstance where you know the yeah. right person in the right role at the right time. Yeah. Um, and he and he's going to have a small backup role, but it, he still might shine. He still might be the guy for the job. Um, it's like that. I love that. Possible. You know, when you're team building, and you're, yeah. just, you're just looking for that that piece. You know. Yeah. Like that aging veteran who can hit the three. Yeah, you know, in 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 the clutch. Well, that, you know. That's how the Raiders were when we got um, oh, got Rich Gannon. Mm. Yeah, everyone was like, Ah, Rich Gannon, he's washed up. He's whatever. He took him to a Super Bowl, right, with a broken back, right. <laughs> with a cracked back, and that's exciting. Those are those, yeah, those, are, those, those are, are fascinating stories. Yeah. Uh, Yako, Yako Sports, <laughs> pussy, Yako. It's okay, man. <laughs> All right, let's talk about cricket then. <laughs> it's it's you, you you got beat up as a kid by people who were more popular than you, bigger than you, played sports. You couldn't hack it. That's fine. It's all forgiven. <laughs> Did you do sports in high school, Bill? Uh, I was a swimmer. Ooh, I have a, a swimmer's body. Yeah, a, a long you, can, reach. you can strip with that. In the trunk. Easy. <laughs> you have a swimmer's body in the trunk. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, that wasn't, you know, that wasn't a really social sport because your no. head was underwater and you weren't yeah. really talking to people. Yeah. But I miss it. I, 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 I love sports. Uh, I've mentioned this before on the show. I, I think, you know, you're a storyteller. I'm a story. We're all storytellers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think some of the most fascinating stories are in sports and they're real life storylines. Oh, they're yeah. the kind of. Uh, life or death drama with thousands of voices hanging on the on the in the balance, mm. uh, thousands of hopes and dreams hanging in the balance uh, at every shot. You know, and you I, ever seen Miracle? Yes, I love that. Miracle's <laughs> badass. That's an amazing story. That was the uh, Je- uh, the guy I always think is Olivia- Jeff Bridges, but is actually Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell, yeah. yeah. Was it? I don't remember. Kurt Russell was the coach, yeah. Was it of the American hockey team that beat mm-hmm. the? No, it wasn't. It was some old, old, old man. Some crotchety old. Kurt Russell yeah. definitely did a, uh, uh. Oh, no, wait, I'm thinking of a different, wait, I'm thinking of like the one that was done for television. You're, in, like, oh, you're thinking of Miracle on 34th oh, Street. Yeah. The old no. man was Santa yeah, Claus. Oh, Santa Claus. <laughs> it was Santa Claus. And it turns out that, that there is a, a Santa Claus after all. Um, but it's the story of the, um, uh, the, the United States hockey team beating Russia. God, it's so awesome to beat the fucking rescue. And man. it was so cool when they got into the flying V. Yeah. <laughs> oh wait, I'm sorry. That was the mighty duck. Uh, no, I love hockey. Hockey is hockey. Yes, if I had to get behind a rock. sport, it would be it would be hockey because they're manly in yeah. hockey. There's just that collision that of bodies, not, the speed. Manly the... like that in any other sport anymore. Yeah. Like football should be like the manliest freaking sport. There's but some then it's fat like fat dudes in football, man. Yeah, but it's like they fall over and then they just <laughs> like I just see honestly, I just see a bunch of people running. They all fall over and then they all hang around for five minutes. Right. Yeah. Hockey is um, hockey is fast, fast, fast. And actually, somebody I, I forget who, but somebody asked us for our NHL uh, Stanley Cup predictions. It's Chicago, Boston, which is great. Two mm, two tough yeah. blue collar towns. Bruins um, and uh, Blackhawks. Blackhawks. Yeah. I, I'm. Oof, <laughs> it's a tough call. I mean, the 
Blackhawks, I think historically Blackhawks have always have had a better record, right? Yeah, they had a, they had a, they had a lights out year. Yeah. Uh, this year, great record. They took down the Kings pretty easily. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was a double overtime game five, but they, they took them down in five. Oh, everyone was so deflated that I, yeah. I know that because as you can see, I have my right. 2012 Stanley Cup sticker up there. Yeah. I mean, you know, it is what it is. It's, it's, that's, that's the thrill of sports. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm I'm gonna say Blackhawks. Um, I mean, I know Boston took it on the nose um, yeah. earlier this year, and it's been they've had a great revival, and in, in some yeah. of the sports has been healing for them in a big way. But uh, I just think the Blackhawks are too dominant, too destined. Yeah. Um, Tyson had tweeted in earlier uh, that he would make an animated musical for theatrical release <gasps> with his spare time. Oh my God, let's get on it. I like that a lot. Yeah, I do too. That combines a lot of different things. Yeah, it does. I hadn't thought about it. I wonder if it would be computer animation or hand-drawn animation or perhaps perhaps a a, a GIF. (laughs) (laughs) Just a really long GIF. GIF. (laughs) Um, Jenny has asked me a question that I do think needs to be addressed. Let's hit it. Did I feel that Kristen Wiig and Seth Rogen were distracting in Arrested Development? Hell yes, I did. I did as well. I was particularly frustrated with a rubbish storyline just to get, um, what's his name in the plot? The, uh, Henry Winkler's son. No, <laughs> that was Henry Winkler's actual son playing the young version of Henry Winkler's character. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, that's cool. Uh, no getting, Oh God, why did I just blank out on his name? The fucking redhead, Ron Howard. Oh, Ron. Oh yeah. That, I thought that storyline okay. was boring, unfunny, had nothing to offer and was really obnoxious. So. Yeah, I, I across the boards, I got uh, taken out of it by all the stunt casting. Like yeah. every, even the the silent character in the desert was Mary Jen, Mary Lynn Raskub or however you pronounce her name. It's like every oh, single yeah. character yeah. was somebody famous. It was super distracting. Well, when you have such good, well, usually when you have such good writing, like you don't need to trick it out like that. It almost exactly. feels like a cheap trip for someone who doesn't have yeah. the the meat to back it up right and it just yeah and it got very self-indulgent you know it was like it wasn't you know they had recreated this interesting world yeah and now it wasn't a world anymore it was just a constant reminder that these are just a bunch of hollywood people doing whatever they want yeah and it felt it it, you know obviously i think they have more integrity than that and they i think they are trying really hard to make a great piece of work but it just felt it felt like me and my friends are going to just play with people's money. You know, yeah. it didn't, it didn't yeah. feel like storytelling. I feel like a, even the worst episodes of Arrested Development are still so much better than the majority of what's on television, though. I'll say that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I it makes me laugh out loud, which I don't, right. you know. You actually do. LOL? I literally LOL. Lit- you LLOL. I LLOL. <laughs> What'd you say, you guffaw? <laughs> <laughs> Let's define our terms, gentlemen. <laughs> Um, but I, I, yeah, I, I watched the whole thing, but I really, it does not stand up to the rest of, uh, doesn't stand up to the rest of the series. Yeah. And like everything was left sort of like the ending was like, are you kidding me? I didn't get that far. <laughs> well, there, it's, it doesn't really end. It's just like, you keep thinking there's going to be like this wrap up or you're leading to something or all of this, uh, all of this, you know, uh, flashbacking is going to culminate in some like great. Musical number? Musical yeah, yeah. number. And Animated then, musical number right. that Tyson wrote. <laughs> Arrested development. And then it didn't. No, and it didn't. And it didn't. They just ended up in, a, in the jail cell next to Jerry Seinfeld and 
<laughs> oh, is that true? Yeah. No, no. What I mean, do you oh, remember the, the uh, oh. finale of Seinfeld? Seinfeld. Right, right, right. Ugh. Right. Yeah. Uh, horrible. Yeah. We got some uh, we got some people speaking competently uh, about sports well, they on our are. Twitter feed. I'm kind of I'm kind yeah. of all about it. Uh, Michael, rugby is also great. I love the haka of the Allback NZ. I don't even know what that means. Christopher yeah. Brown, the Hawks have looked much better. <laughs> the Bruins weren't better than the Leafs. Skill will always beat out luck in a best of seven. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Testify. Yeah. Hmm. So you heard it here first. The Chicago oh, Blackhawks are the uh, 2013 NHL cricket champions. Cricket shit here. Let's see. This, uh, this, I guess this would be uh, something you'd hear at a cricket match. Uh, the Ashes are just around the corner, and Australia is struggling to find form. <laughs> Especially That's when dope. you pronounce it like that. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> I only follow sports when I have money. Bet on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was, uh, I'm uh, dramatically interpreting Yako's tweets. Yes. Chris Brown says, uh, Tebow... Uh, would be terrible in the CFL, and he'd lose his born again mind if he had to live in Montreal. <laughs> Why, is Montreal like the, uh, yeah, the satanic capital of the world, or what's going on there? I loved I loved Montreal, although I I did misbehave when I was there. Uh-huh. That's why I loved it. So it's a misbehaving kind of town. Well, when you're 18 and uh, the drinking age is 21 in your country, but not in theirs. Oh, I say that to sound like I'm a badass, but it's just yeah. not the case. I had like two beers. Yeah. That's as, that's as bad as I get, or as I got. Yeah. Clicker not working. Uh, Tyson, I know that thing is so. Oh. No, no. It, oh, shit. It, it does. Oh, no. Way to go, Emily. Emily just, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> just fine, Em. Don't Wiped out it. our Twitter feed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we encourage you guys to tweet in. We just can't see it. <laughs> It'll be back up in a sec. There you go. Bill, I see you have a news article up on your computer screen. Perhaps you'd like to share it. Uh, well, I haven't read it yet, but uh, <laughs> uh, we're all about the headlines here. Um, uh, I did see this this headline about um, someone uh, dying in a North Carolina motel room where two people had died just recently in April. Um, I don't know what they di- any of them died of. I could find out in a minute. Uh, but uh, it got me thinking about places that are cursed like geographical cursing or haunted places or things where it's like bad things happen there regardless of who you are and what you bring to the table the the place itself oh my god i was just wondering if you believe in that we have to go and podcast from there yeah you can hear us screaming (laughs) you can hear our final podcast (laughs) yeah (laughs) do you believe in any of that i do oh yeah oh yeah yeah i do Uh, my roommate's girlfriend is a um ghost hunter and she has oh wow uh, what? explain she hunts a ghosts is this something she does for a living no she does this in her spare time she's Got really it. and she has like electro monitors yeah. and ep at ep somethings and um <laughs> yeah does she have that thing in ghostbusters the on the two sides of it the harold ramus machine yeah the the prop that they use in every single sci-fi movie right. they yeah. just need something that looks scientific um <laughs> yeah and she she says you know she's very good she says you know my job is to disprove it's not to prove the existence yeah. of ghosts it's to go into places and to prove them wrong so that when we find one that we can't prove wrong we can be really impressed yeah and I, I, she, she's gone to several places, um, and I don't think she's ever really had, I hate to say, it, very promising results. She, you know, <laughs> she's had, she's had results that, uh, that, that have 
felt internally very moving and powerful, but yeah. that none of the, you know, none of her, her doodads have none of the actual evidence gone called. off. Yeah. Right. But she, I think she hasn't brought any ectoplasm home. No, quite <laughs> on a Petri dish. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. But I, I think, I think that, I think that defines like, I don't think you can necessarily take something that has to, by definition, be wondrous and define it with, you know, hard fact. I think it's dichotomous and you can't ever yeah. really reconcile the two because if it was science, it would just be science. Exactly. The thing that's so, the thing that works about it is that it is undefinable and it is something that you can only experience with internal barometers that we're not familiar with because we don't appreciate it anymore. Yeah. You know, so I sort of, I don't care or get disappointed when people come back and they say there's no scientific evidence. And I want to say, well, duh, there's no scientific evidence because you're using the wrong tools. Yeah. 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 It's not supposed to, you know, make a, make a needle wiggle. It's not supposed to show up on film because it's, it's a different, you know, if it is, if it is a different plane of reality, you can't use tools, tools from the corporeal world. How do you, how do you prove something from an ethereal, uh, world or, or aspect with material material things, things yeah I, I've seen I, I know there's something else I've, I saw my grandfather mm. after he passed a full on apparition well you were um, awake or were you dreaming yeah I was awake whoa so yeah, tell, tell me that. I, I my mother has there. a similar story when yeah. her um uh, when her mother passed, what, what, tell me that story. Where are the circumstances? Uh, if you don't, if, I you, was, yeah, if yeah, you're comfortable no, sharing. Yeah, no, no problem. It, it was, I was 12 years old when my uh, grandfather passed and um, I had gone to stay with my grandmother uh, because she didn't want to be alone, obviously. And I, you know, I, I was so close to my grandfather that I was now I, I would say psychologists and whatnot would argue maybe that I was manifest. I had conditioned myself uh, mentally to want to see it. Mm-hmm. But when you are open to it and, and you allow yourself to be open to it, yeah, you are going to see it. You're, you're more willing to see it just like a, a someone who uh, gets hypnotized, right. you know, they're open to it. They, they, they receive it better. Um, so anyway, I was at my grandmother's house and, um, <clears throat> excuse me, she, uh, her room was down at the end of the hall and in the hall they had this blue light. And I remember when I, I was 12. So this, this sounds creepy, but it's not <laughs> my grandmother. I, I didn't want to sleep alone in the, in the front room where they had the pullout bed. So my grandmother said, well, you can come sleep in my room. And she had a huge, like, king, California king, whatever bed. So I wanted to go in there and sleep with her. Um, and in the middle of the night, I remember, I, well, we had gone to bed and I was watching TV. And, but I had it really low because she's one of those, you know, old people that, Turn that down. <laughs> completely turned down and she's still Why is it so cold in here? Yeah, exactly. No Eddie Murphy routine. <laughs> um, so I, I'm sitting there watching, trying to, straining to hear the TV. And the, the door was open and in the hallway, you could see the blue light kind of just, uh, you know, in, into the hallway. And it was, an, they have an old house or she had an old house and the floorboards, when you walked in the hallway, creaked and and my grandfather had a distinct kind of gait mm. and and the way he walked and i heard the floorboards creaking i thought okay we're the only ones in here so what the hell so i i kind of peeped because it was kind of off to the side so i had to kind of lean over to look into the the hallway and sure enough i lean over and 
the it's the silhouette and just barely transparent. I mean, I could see through barely. It looked more solid than it did uh, translucent. So I, right away, I was like, holy shit. And I could tell, you know, you could tell by the silhouette, grandpa, grandpa. And my grandmother flipped like she was very, very Catholic. She's, mm-hmm. She is very, very Catholic. So she slammed me down like her arm, like she did the, the mom in the seventies with the, with no safety belt. Right. And a slam in the chest. She's like, no, Mio, you have to pray. He, he needs to move on. We can't, you know, you can't mess with him. Cause I was getting ready to get up and run into the hallway and like grandpa, you know? Right. And, uh, that was one thing I, I saw that she made me, she, you know, so did she see it or was she just she, reacting? She to saw you? it. No, she saw oh, it. Oh, wow. Yeah. And there was more that happened. It was a whole, this whole week that I was there. Um, there was the dishes. Uh, my grandpa and I used to have, uh, the, our, our time, like late at night, we'd watch, uh, tonight show, Johnny Carson and then, uh, Sanford and son. He was a huge Red Fox fan. He loved he loved Red Fox. So bass harmonica. Yes. (laughs) So he um, we used to have snacks. We used to do the snack thing where he he would have a beer. My grandfather wasn't like a fucking get drunk and beat people, but he'd have like a beer at night or whatever when it was our time, guy time or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he'd have a beer and he'd go, I got yours here, right here too. But it wasn't beer. It was, uh, uh, Sarsaparilla. No, treetop apple juice. Oh. Mm-hmm. And they used to come in the old, uh, pull tab yeah. cans. So he would, all right, you ready? Are you ready? And we'd both, okay, I'm ready. Get me beer. <laughs> and we'd both pop our things open at the same time. So nice. it was like the guy, he was giving me the guy code basically. Yeah. Um, so we would do that and we'd have our little snacks or whatever. Well, this one night we were in the the front room, my grandmother and I, watching TV. And their dog, Tiny, reacted a certain way when my grandpa used to come home. He would, he was a little poodle. He'd do this dance, you know, he'd on hind legs, dance around and spin around because he was so happy to see grandpa. He started doing that. Wow. Just out of the blue. And I was like, holy shit. And then, uh. I heard the dishes in the kitchen rattling and I knew right away. I was like, okay, tiny's dancing and tiny dancer. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> hey, <now. laughs> <All right>. <laughs> <laughs> give it to myself. Uh, and so then I, I said, well, fuck grandpa must be here. So I walked around the corner into the kitchen and I'm like, grandpa, grandpa. And I flipped the lights on. As soon as I flipped the lights on, it was like fucking poltergeist movie or whatever. It's like, and it just immediately stopped hmm. as soon as I turned the light on. Incredible. So I just little things like that. The hair dryer turned itself on a couple times in the bathroom. Right. Um, just weird shit that wouldn't happen. Like literally it was laying up with its on, you know, the power switch facing up. So there's no way, you know, we accidentally hit it or it fell right. and, and switched itself on. I just laying there, power button up and just, Full on, full blast. Mm. Just clicked on. We heard it click on, like just right. started. We're like, the fuck. We were both in the living room. Wow. So just little little things like that. I mean, yeah. But he seeing was there. him, yeah, seeing him was a. And the last thing that she uh, she finally admitted, the last thing that happened was after I had left. Um, she was there by herself, and 
uh, she was laying in bed and she heard the floorboards again. And so she closed her eyes and started praying because she's like, I don't, I don't want to even see this again. Mm-hmm. And she said she felt the bed, like oh. wow, the pressure of someone get, sitting on the bed or laying into the bed next to her. And then she felt, literally felt the pressure of him putting his head on her chest and crying because they were, you know, they they were together together. for years. So, yeah. I just got a little verklempt. Oh, (laughs) yeah. She, that, that, that broke me up too. Um, but yeah, he, he laid his head on her chest and cried and she, she said, she told him, you know, Loop, I, I, I love you. I miss you dearly, but you, you have to move on. We can't, you know, you can't stay here. This isn't where you're supposed to be anymore. Yeah. So, uh, let's see. So that, anyway, that, that's my experience. That's why I know there's something else. Right. There is something else after this. Um, you know what else there is? The top of the hour, ladies hey, and gentlemen, as the top of the hour, listen to the Smon Coast Morning Show on the Smon Coast <laughs> Internet Radio Networks. All right. That wasn't um, the right sound. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, that, that's the right sound. You just wasted another hour. Yeah. Um, I, I haven't. I, I, yeah. I'm here, uh, curious God. to hear uh, people tweeting in about uh, their experiences. Yeah. He says, a week after his dad passed away, he smelled the distinct smell of his cigars throughout the house. Mm. And that is a very telltale yeah. uh, sign. I was recording Otis. in a in an old church, cutting an album in Cleveland, um, and uh, I, I I wasn't sensitive to these things. But uh, my girlfriend at the time was lead singer of the band. Uh, did not want to use the ladies' restroom. She just didn't want to go in there, mm-hmm. um, or didn't want to use a certain restroom. I don't know if they actually had a men's and women's. But uh, and uh, the producer had a dog that wouldn't go. That just would bark if it, if it walked out in the hall towards that bathroom it would just start barking uh, um and he said he was in there mixing late one night and a full figured like civil war dressed oh, like wow. railroad man yeah. ran in the literally ran in the room saw him and was like oh shit and ran out like didn't say oh shit but, <laughs> you know, but yeah but you know he actually he was just sitting there at the you know twiddling the knobs on the on the on the mixing board yeah and the dude just ran in Saw him and ran out. Holy full fuck. specter! That's crazy. Wow. And that's that's something that you know you because he 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 wouldn't be manifesting or willing or wanting that. You know, it was yeah. just so random. Or something in his subconscious. I'm not saying that's what happened yeah. when you saw your grandfather. I'm not saying that's what happened yeah, when yeah. my mother saw her her mother. Um, but it's it's not. Yeah, it's just so random that it couldn't be something that it he couldn't was. Be. Yeah, yeah. Thinking he wasn't about. even in that mind frame. So. Yeah, he was working away at something, and and, and it's this random individual. Um, that's creepy. So I went in that bathroom a couple times and I'm like, mm-hmm. something creepy is going to happen. Yeah. Some, some, some's creepy. No, nothing. Kind of mm. bummed. Yeah. I was in a dorm in college where a young man had committed suicide in the, in the dorm. And the room that he had done that in was, they, they never, they didn't give it out to anybody. And so people would, of mm. course, sneak in. Nice. And, uh, <laughs> and we would sneak in and, and were sorely disappointed when absolutely nothing happened. Did you guys Ouija? Yeah. No, no. Oh, what, oh, opportunity lost. Um, but I had a friend who was living in a halfway house. He didn't know it was a halfway house. He was young. His parents had bought a new house and he had allergies. So he would shut the window every night and then every morning he would wake up and the window would be open. And he was like, what the cuss yeah. is going on? And he, he said, you know, one night he couldn't sleep and he woke up and he looked up at the window and the thing was turning and the window was opening and he he freaked out and he you know he talked to his mom and his mom was you know trying to placate him and and said and was going to say nobody's ever been hurt in this house and they talked to the realtor and the realtor said yeah actually people died in 
my friend Nolan's room because there was a fire and they couldn't get out the windows. Oh, jeez. Doesn't that have to be disclosed uh, when you buy the fucking house? Are they yeah. supposed to disclose? I think that would come By up. By the way, yeah. uh, there's yeah. ghosts in there. Anyway, uh, let's go ahead, <laughs> just go ahead and finalize this escrow. Window up and down. Don't worry about it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. How creepy. Just think of it as new friends. It's kind of creepy, but then it's also kind of sweet. It's kind it's of, like, yeah, like, it we is. don't want you to die. we got to keep this window open. Yeah. Or we're dying over and over and over yeah. again yeah, trying that's to save ourselves. Yeah. yeah. Ash Williams. Pimp that fuck. Ash, we're not quite at that part of the show yet. But. <laughs> it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. Um, I, uh, I, I believe places can be... I know Cleveland's cursed, for sure. <laughs> we're never going to win anything. Mistake, by the way. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, it's funny. There's a, I'm trying to not admit this, but in, in the spirit of having my heart ripped open and everything pouring out, um, you know the old curse and to bring sports back up again to kick Yako in the nuts you know um, yeah. <laughs> that curse of like the, the you put the team on the cover of Sports Illustrated right before the season starts oh, you yeah. know saying this is the team that's going all the way and they always have a nightmare season like yeah. everything goes wrong people mm-hmm. get hurt people you know people get killed on the team like it's just like this like killed. curse yeah. cover of Sports Illustrated before season you don't you just don't do it no. um, and it did happen to the Indians there was one summer uh, you know we were on the and I, I just couldn't believe that I was seeing Cleveland on the cover of Sports Illustrated because mm-hmm. we're so small and you know we're just not we're not in the national public conscious except as a punchline. Yeah. So it was super exciting to see someone in a tribe uniform with the uh, super racist logo and uh, <laughs> the headline that this is these are the guys. You know, it's the, it's this year. Yeah, and we naturally it was a disaster of a season. Yeah, that was um, the year they released uh, Wild Thing. Right, exactly, <laughs> <laughs> and. Uh, and someone mentioned to me, like, hey, have you I, – I, I did a Plain Dealer cover article. A friend of mine interviewed me, and there was a photo of me taken outside of the silent, silent movie theater. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was wearing this hat, actually. Um, it's my uh, Bob Hope hat. Um, and there's an article about, like, my commercial success and a few other things. And, like, you know, Cleveland – ex-Cleveland Rocker makes good. Uh, and someone was like, hey, have you – have you worked since that cover story came out on you in the plane deal? Oh. And I and I thought about it and I was like, fuck. Oh. <laughs> you got cursed. You got the Cleveland curse. Fuck, I am cursed. <laughs> I just like I have to denounce my Clevelandness. Cursed. Oh. Which is never gonna happen. No. Yeah, exactly, Ryan. Fuck. Cleveland. <laughs> oh yeah, the Madden curse, the Madden Chris Brown, curse. which also happened to Cleveland. Um, What's the Madden curse? Uh, Madden is a video game uh, at a football video game. Yeah, like they're very yeah. detailed. You can play a whole season, and, and you know it's it's very realistic. Okay, um, sort of three sixty football experience. And every year, it's a big deal who gets put on the cover. And uh, I don't think it was last year; I think it was the year before. But Peyton Hillis, who is a stud running back for the Cleveland Browns, was on the cover. It was like, yeah. Cleveland Brown is on the cover of Madden. Peyton Hillis is doing Letterman tonight. Yeah. Um, and we went like four and 11 and he was injured the whole season. He barely played. Yeah. And, and then we traded him. Oh, yeah. wasn't uh, Ray Lewis on one of those right before he went to jail. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's terrible. Uh, that's why I'm glad my team just sucks naturally. There's no curse involved. The Raiders just it's all us. Blow. But we're doing it to ourselves. Yeah. Are there Raiders still? I thought the Raiders. Yeah. Are there well, Raiders still? They're sort no, of. No, there they haven't been Raiders are. for uh, at least thirty years. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> nice, uh, Jeff. How do you know the uh, the Plain Dealer newspaper? He tweets and then he knows that paper. Although you know, a lot of you know when you you buy a new book, people buy books anymore. 
You know when you oh. go to the library? Are you familiar yeah. with the library? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and in the, uh, in the front of the book, they have a lot of reviews. Um, very frequently, the Plain Dealer book review is one of the quotes. Maybe because we just like everything and we say yeah. something positive. But, uh, but you will see the Plain Dealer quoted a lot um, for its book reviews. And also we had Jane Scott, who was a legendary um, rock journalist. Uh, who was actually, you know, very friendly. You know, the, the Bowie, the Doors, like people yeah. actually knew her and would look forward to her. The time, you know, that you know, she met the Beatles, blah blah blah. Wow. Um, and not not just met them, she knew them. Like she when the, when the acts yeah. would come to town, she was just like she had these big glasses and she writing everything by hand in her yeah. little right up until yeah, right up until like two thousand three when I was living in Cleveland. She was still going to the rock shows with her little notebook and, and wow. hanging out with the, with the rockers. Um, so it's, it's actually a, a respectable, um, publication. Yeah. Cleveland Plain Dealer ruined my life. <laughs> <laughs> Those bastards. All right. It says the Indians logo still is less racist than the Braves batting practice hat. Huh. Not, what, what does yeah, that somebody look like? Po- yeah. Post the post, post, post that photo. If I can Ooh. find that. Cause the, the Cleveland's logo is pretty racist. I mean, they've been going with, uh, <laughs> Indian, right? yeah, they've been going with like the C, um, just the C of, uh, for Cleveland yeah. or the I for Indians. They less, less so than the, uh, chief Wahoo. Yeah. Um, oh, right. Jeff's from Akron. I forgot. Akron. Um, Yaka, what book did you buy this afternoon? Don't tease me. I just started <laughs> reading, um, Jonathan Lethem's book that I don't know the name of. <laughs> it was, oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he did, he did Motherless Brooklyn, which I think was a, was a, um, autobiographical, a memoir. And then, uh, he also did, uh, Fortress of Solitude. Which was like swinging for the fences, his Pulitzer Prize, and he brings a lot of sci-fi and comic books into his stuff. And I've read some of his say. short stories too. <laughs> no, yeah, no, he's a. Su- <laughs> I've heard of the Fortress of Solitude. <laughs> Perhaps he is referencing Superman's home away from home in the deep Arctic. Um, but he's he's got one that's a uh, I think it's I think it's his first novel, very breezy and fun. That's sort of set in the future, and it is very Raymond Chandler. Dashiell Hammett esque. I'll have to. It's hard, hard boiled. Dashiell. Dashiell. Dash Hammett. Um, Old Dash. Um, I'm reading Galapagos by Kurt Vonnegut. Great book. Great Kurt book. Vonnegut. Yeah. I just quoted Vonnegut this morning in a really depressing email. Oh, oh God <laughs> damn. All right. Well, I guess there, that's actually not that. Um, we're looking at the, the Braves. Um, the screaming. It's like it's like a, it's like a screaming. Yeah, it's not cartoonish. I mean, it's very. It's it's a, it's a realistic image of. Of a sort of like the classic American, American Indian, yeah. the vanish the vanishing American. Yeah. Huh. I don't know. Still, might want to err on the side of. Yeah, maybe if he wasn't screaming. Maybe if he was just smiling, right? Uh, yeah. that would be <laughs> happy, healthy. Yeah. Does he have to be such a warmongering freak? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, our guy, our guy, just has a shit eating grin. Yeah, that's yeah. His, he's in bucktooth. We want everyone to be happy. <laughs> is, is he? Is he bucktooth? Uh, yeah, isn't he? I mean, you would know better than me. I don't. He has been in the past, but you also might be thinking of uh, old Looney Tunes. <laughs> I mean, usually am when I make these mistakes. It's usually because I'm thinking of old Looney Tunes. Um, there's a there's a, a Cedar Point is a is an amusement park in Sandusky, Ohio, and it used to be a major destination when amusement parks weren't as prevalent. You know, when there weren't uh, the the Epcots and all that. Yeah, because it had roller coasters and all that stuff. And another thing it had was a river ride um, where you'd go along and there would be animatronics. 
Oh, wow. And gunfights and stuff like this. And, nice. And it was in, you could sort of go in this river and there's woods on either side and they had all these Indians like shooting at you and like the sound effects. Yeah. And they had like, you know, squibs and stuff going off. Um, and, uh, the joke, of course, from the tour guide was, don't worry, everyone. These are Cleveland Indians, and we all know Cleveland Indians can't hit anything. Uh-huh. <laughs> you guys wonder why I don't have any self-confidence. <laughs> oh, man. I spent my whole life being shot on. My whole fucking up. life being shot on. That's terrible. <laughs> and that was from one of our own. Yeah. <laughs> they, I know they thought that was hilarious. Right. Someone did, but... Fuck! You can't. <laughs> Why would you shit on? Isn't that where tourists are coming to? to right. You know to enjoy. Don't you your feel city? stupid for being here? Yeah. <laughs> well, Great I do choice. now. <laughs> um, uh, what I would love to do is dip my hands into the mail sack. Ah. But well, play the play the cut. Play Let's the cut. Play it. We're gonna dip into the mail sack. Mail sack. Mail sack. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> I was there when he did that, and I don't remember all of those. I, Tyson, you're amazing. <laughs> I don't know how you found all those clips in that one episode, because I don't remember him doing all that. Um, <laughs> here's the thing about the mail sack, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Marty was forwarding me all the uh, Nooner Dan Marty uh, at Gmail uh, mail for our mail sack, and I know uh, Darren and Yako both contributed. However, I clicked on the link to have all that stuff forwarded to me, and it's never came. And I looked in my spam folder, and I clicked on the link a second time, and uh, none of the mail was forwarded to me. Huh. So, so we don't have any. <laughs> we don't <laughs> actually have any mail, uh, but we do have a Twitter at Nooner Dan Marty. Uh, if you guys can, yeah. If you want to, like, uh, under 140, if you can yeah, just tweet in the gist of uh, of what yeah. you uh, had sent. Um, certainly, we'll get to it. It sucks too because someone sent in another audio. Yeah, we had another, which is something Damn I really it. want you guys to get going with as the uh, the, the audio uh, contributions yeah. to the mail sack. Well, whoever sent it in. Uh, Darren. Darren, it, we have time. Uh, you can send it uh, if you want to send the file directly to the Breaks Crate, T H A B R A K S C R A T E, the Breaks Crate at yahoo.com. I'll pull it up and uh, and play it for you guys. So, uh, the nice. breaks crate at yahoo.com. Now, Emily, if you had gotten an email, mm. what would you like that email to have said? <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, Jesus, what would I what would I like an email to have said? Because they ask questions in the emails, right? They don't just like send you yeah. audio files and yeah. stuff. Well, they send you an audio file of them asking a question. Oh. Oh, because I really would have liked uh, uh, an audio file of all the Wilhelm screams. I could use a could use a run through of all the great Wilhelm screams. An updated Wilhelm scream audio clip, if someone has it. Who's this Wilhelm you speak of? <laughs> you not heard of the Wilhelm scream? Is it related not. to the Bard? It's no. The, 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 oh, you guys got to look it up on YouTube. It's uh, there's this audio file that's used in Hollywood for like when people. Scream! It's just oh, this man the screaming. Oh, the Wilhelm scream. Yeah. Uh, duh. And I, yeah, I know. They use it for every single uh, film. Somebody, if, somebody, if anyone falls off a horse, yeah. that's what you're going to hear. And then there's the, the lady scream. I, I forgot the name of that one, but there's the... Wilhelmina? It might be Wilhelmina. No. Um, but they, I, I just heard it on like this 
commercial where there's a lady riding in a sidecar on a motorcycle and she screams. It's the same scream. There's like a few sound effects. Marilyn hates it when I do this because I, I nerd out. That's the same sound effect from this movie. Because I, I already know. I can tell what sounds they are. So I, that's funny. I, I, I Now I know. I'm like, Wilhelm, Wilhelm. Oh, that's right. Because I've gone through that list of sound the effects. Screams. They're still yeah. using it to yeah, this day. They still which do. is why we need an updated list of Wilhelm screams. Yeah. No. Get on it, Twitterverse. <laughs> oh, cracking the whip. I know. She's just power hungry now that she's she's, she's on Twitter My and she's, she rules it. Yeah. My minion. One day I'll learn how to use this Twitter. <laughs> Right. Have you all do my bidding. <laughs> yes. Make you all do the research I'm too lazy to do. <laughs> that is... Because Googling is too hard. Do, do, do you have those friends for whom Googling is too hard? <laughs> Me. Where you like, you email them and you're like, hey, I'm going to, I'm going to see this band at the Troubadour this date. Do you guys want to come? And they email back, how much are tickets? Oh, yeah, that's And you're me. like, uh... Make an effort. <laughs> like, I already I put I put it out here that there's this event and you want to go and let's go and it'll be fun. You know, but that's not more about not being able to Google as much as it is I'm excited and I want to come back at you. Well, yeah. contribute wanna, something. Make an effort. So you want us to come back with? <laughs> for those who are interested, tickets are because I Googled. That's what you want. No, I want you to. If I if I'm invited, hey, there's this thing, there's this thing. I'll look it up. And be like, oh, it's it's happening at this time. It costs this much, and I'll write back and be like, yeah, I'm in. Do you want me to get tickets or something like that? Like, I'll ratchet it up. I won't just like, you, you can't expect the person who's who's making the offer to, to to like host and run the whole show. It's like, hey, we're doing this thing. Great, I'll be there or something like that. Not like these follow up questions. Who else is going? Oh, who uh, else is how, going? That's how much your tickets? Yeah. That can be dangerous. Who else is going? Uh, what time is it? What time does it start? You don't. You don't want. You know. You don't want to run into an X. Right. Right. You gotta know. Uh, people that ask me that, if I if I invite somebody somewhere or whatever, and and they say, well, who else is going? Yeah. Well, your mom. Right. Motherfucker. So <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> I I rescinded that uh, invitation. Um, well, all I'm, right. not, I'm not enough for you all of a sudden. Yeah. Right. Uh, let's see, Yako's. Uh, Letter, uh, email, letter. Oh, we're back in the mail sack. Or are we still in the mail sack? Maybe we were here the whole time. (laughs) Swimming in the mail sack. Says uh, from Yako, hello, Bill, Emily, and DJ Zipsky, which is my old DJ name. Uh, Just wanted to let you know that the movie my friend is making will just take place in one period of time now, the present. Simplified. Simplified. Always best to simplify. It says, still, thank you for all the tips on how to make it look like the past or the future. Greetings from the Netherlands. I don't even know if that's right. That's the Netherlands, yeah. <laughs> so that was that one. Uh, I'm, I'll keep going through here while uh, while uh, you guys vamp, I guess. I'm uh, excited for this documentary that's coming out. I love a good documentary, mm. by the way. What's your favorite? Oh, maybe... Oh, gosh, I don't know. Uh, Spellbound is really That's a good, good. one. Ooh. That is a good one. Um, the well, Parrots of Telegraph Hill. Uh, American Movie. Fucking oh. great! Oh yeah, God, I love a good documentary. The Art of the Steel, painful. Um, but they're making a documentary uh, on the uh, the urban legend of the New Mexico landfill that's full of Atari twenty six hundred ET cartridges. That's right. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> a game that was so bad and so unplayable that they buried them in a hole in New Mexico. Yeah. <laughs> 
that was and I bought it. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't have I it. I didn't that. have it for the first iteration of Atari, but when I got the Atari again um, from a yard sale in college, I had I bought I bought the ET cartridge and. Everyone's right. It's utterly fucking unplayable. Yeah, it was. Nice. I, I remember how boring that shit was. Hey, I couldn't even figure out the the interface. It's, I had no idea what I was supposed to do the whole time. Yeah, except it, fall into a hole yeah. and float out of it. It was <laughs> exactly. it's so fucking dumb. Um, but uh, there's so there's this urban legend that they're they're they were buried in this hole, um, and apparently it was uh, some private land and. Um, uh, people would go and try to dig up the cartridge to get it for free. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and, uh, there's, they're saying, uh, the, the scariest part is there, there were only nine out of 29 of the truckloads of Atari cartridges were buried in this one spot. So there's 20 other truckloads oh. of ET cartridges. So it's real. Mysteriously it's buried. Well, apparently, I mean, we'll find out. This could be, this could be an Al Capone's vaults moment. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Do you, you remember that? making the movie? I heard that story. I remember there was a punchline about alcohol. I watched it live. Yeah, yeah me too. right, 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 right. Yeah, it was right. Geraldo Rivera's Jerry Rivers. It was his big, Idiot. big effort to sort of uh, <laughs> explode an and become a media mogul, and he he uh, opened up the vaults of Al Capone live in the hopes of finding, you know, yeah. dead bodies or documents or something. Money. And it was all live and it was hours long and there was nothing, nothing. there. There were like some bottles. Some old wow. empty bottles. Yeah. It was super embarrassing. And he I remember he tried to play that up like Al Capone could have had his lips on this right, bottle right. and I was just waiting for someone to run up with another bottle and just smash <laughs> you fucking asshole. That was like I uh, know that's from craft services. I'm I'll take that. Yeah. I'll take that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and I do remember it culminated with him. He had promised somebody at his producer. I don't know that if there were nothing in the vaults, he would sing a certain song. So the end of the show was him like acapella singing some song <laughs> as his <laughs> face right. got redder and redder and redder. Oh, no. All right. I've got a couple of these up. Chris Brown sent us an email. Hey, Bill, James, and Emily. After the success of the Penny Arcade podcast Kickstarter, I've been re-listening to all of their back episodes, including their multiple D&D campaigns. I'm hoping that all of your joking around about it does turn into a pod of this morning crew playing an RPG. Uh, I have a hunch that em- Emily would be a great DM. I have that hunch oh, as well. That's such a compliment. Do you guys know what right. a big compliment that is? That's a that's, huge compliment. Right? That's, uh, that may be the nicest thing <laughs> that's thing anyone has ever said to me. <laughs> uh, let's see. It says plenty of opportunities to use her many voices. Uh, in a more general topic, is there any music that you like to play to passive aggressively annoy people? Uh, I, for example, used to play the Red Army uh, or as spite towards an uptight co-worker uh cheers hashtag stay classy cleveland chris hey nice hey now um i was blasting i mean blasting uh eddie murphy's boogie in the butt the other day <laughs> nice <laughs> that is not a good song uh but i was it was on a loop I just fucking yeah. love it <laughs> yeah if i really want to piss people off have you guys ever heard mike patton's adult themes for voice no. no, but I can imagine. <laughs> oh, my God. I used to do that when my brother was pissing me off. I would, like, put my stereo next to his wall and just blast. And, and roommates in college, if you Mike Patton's adult themes, because people don't even know how to say shut up. 
when they hear it. They just go, what the fuck is that? What the <laughs> yeah. fuck is that? What the fuck? <laughs> and it's, it's, I highly recommend it. Nice. Uh, I, this is one that, that'll help you, sir, in your, your current, uh, funk. Uh, the one that I used to play, uh, when I was getting ready to part ways with, uh, my ex. And it had gotten to that point where we were, ju- I was just, it was volatile where I was just mm-hmm. playing music to fucking keep her away from me. Um, there's a song called If You Think You're Lonely Now by Bobby Womack. Ooh. Very, very pointed uh, lyrics as far as uh, aimed towards a, mm-hmm. a breakup type situation. Right. It's basically the gist of it is if you think you're lonely now, wait until tonight. So you think you think you're lonely now. It just like the storyline of the song mm-hmm. is just very, very like, fuck you. Right, right. <laughs> so and it helps. It does help if you think you're lonely now. No, I will be looking that up because I need everything I can get to try to feel <laughs> no. better about this situation. Um, You'll be all right. I remember when uh, the Waco standoff was happening, someone was suggesting they play. Uh, weren't they playing some music on a loop to just drive them nuts? Yeah, I think they did. Yeah, and someone suggested playing. Uh, uh, it's a it's a small world. Oh my god. <laughs> Or, yeah, or you could just as easily do the... I don't know if you guys have been to the Hershey Chocolate uh, factory in Pennsylvania, but the, it's a Hershey's Chocolate, Hershey's Chocolate, oh. Hershey's oh, Chocolate World. That's the, so that's the song. I just sang the whole song. And it's just over and over? Yep. Uh, Chris Brown mentioned uh, The Clash, Westward of the World, as a, as a doc to watch, and amen, brother. That is a great, great musical documentary. I quote that thing all the time. Um, what is it? Is it a story of the Clash? Yeah, yeah. It's sort of a history. There's a lot. There's there are interviews with everyone. Uh, Joe Strummer's past since, so you know, it's, can't be repeated. Great footage, um, and they're just brutally honest about like being dicks, showing up six hours late to rehearsals, why the band fell apart, who was on drugs and who wasn't, and the drummer's basically like, he was on heroin. He's like, yeah, I would do it again. Wow. <laughs> like, it's just it's just brutal. <laughs> and Joe Strummer being like, you know, if you're if you're a if you're a jazz man, if you're a saxophone player, you can be on heroin and just go out on that limb. But when you're a drummer, you've got to let lock it yeah, down. Yeah, like, yeah. Geez, don't don't advocate heroin for jazz musicians. <laughs> yeah, well, they don't need advocacy. Right, right. <laughs> um, They're the poster children. Do you guys ever see Fistful of Quarters? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Was that the wait? Is that is that the same as King of Kong? Yeah, okay. it's King of Kong, Fistful of Quarters. Yeah. Uh, it, Semicolon. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Or, or colon. Isn't it colon? Yes. I don't know. Probably a colon. Yeah. Semicolon would not be appropriate in a situation. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It looks like Darren sent in his uh, audio letter. I got it. So prepare for the dulcet tones of a brother across tone. the ocean. Yes. Good morning, Bill, <gasps> DJ James, and Emily. A few weeks ago, Emily mentioned that she was playing Hermia in Midst of Night Dream and that she was teaching Shakespeare to children. My question is this. Uh, what is her favorite Shakespeare role to play and what are her favorite Shakespeare plays? History, comedy, and tragedy. My three would be Hamlet, Much Ado About Nothing, and Henry V. Regards, Darren from Wolverhampton. P.S. Enjoy the rest of your Tuesday. Ooh, no fuck Cleveland? No fuck Cleveland that time. Oh, I'm familiar with much ado about nothing. Is that what we have to do? Is that what guys have to do for for to 
to score a and Emily is Emily is blushing. A, She's yeah. hugging herself. Right. The English and talk Shakespeare to me. All right, there you go. <laughs> there it is. Oh wow. I'm familiar with much ado about nothing, but I, I don't know much ado about nothing. <laughs> I don't know that play. Yes, I'm making fun of your accent, you fuck. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's out of jealousy, maybe I'm just angry. <laughs> um uh, I got to play Viola from Twelfth Night, and that was my favorite, my favorite, favorite, favorite. Um, does she die? She does not die. She It's a pants play, though, so she does dress like a, a man for uh-huh. most of the play. I would love to do uh, Imogen. I want to do all the pants plays. <laughs> it would be fantastic. But, <laughs> you just um, don't like wearing dresses. <laughs> I, well, I, yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I do. I do actually really like wearing dresses and being girly. I just, I think I, there's a lot in the pants plays that I can dig into when you're the, when you're a girl pretending to be a boy so you can get close to the man you love. That's just so juicy <laughs> and it's a lot of fun. And, uh, however, I have been thinking about, uh, Juliet. There's some talk of some people I know maybe putting on a production of Romeo and Juliet. And I'm, I'm at that age where I'm just, I'm just on the outside of being able to play it. So it's like I got a year or two, maybe, where I yeah. can still play Juliet. And, and man, to get that one in would be tremendous. That would be nice. Would be, you look very young, though. Yeah, because I'm, I'm very small, which is always going to keep me looking very young. Yes. All right. As far as my favorite Shakespeare's go, um, yeah, Much Ado is probably my favorite comedy but i love the the histories i'm a huge fan of richard the third and henry the fifth and um i I don't know why because they're like the most (laughs) some of the driest (laughs) stuff ever i I don't know i think that some of his his like more poetical writing really comes out in his is it poetical or is it just poetic it's I don't know. (laughs) My dad would always say acoustical guitar. I feel like poetical is when is like and when it's not literally poetry, but when it's like fanciful, sort of fanciful ideations and stuff like that. I just made that up. Yeah, yeah. Big time. I don't don't (laughs) worry, we all saw right through that. (laughs) I'm open about when I None of us were taken in by that. (laughs) Ryan says he loves Hershey Park. I love the Hershey Highway. No, he all didn't the, say that. I said that. <laughs> all the street lights are big, giant Hershey's kisses. It's pretty cool. Nice. Titus, and that's nobody. You're just saying that to be contrary. <laughs> Chris, Br- Chris Brown, Brown Titus Andronicus is his favorite Shakespeare play. Yeah. <laughs> Hamlet's really good, too. Hamlet's amazing. My roommate uh, would make an amazing Hamlet. I love Lear. Even even mediocre productions of Lear have things about them that I love. Yeah. Yeah. I saw, yeah, I saw a particularly mediocre production. I'd love to put to the test of that. <laughs> <laughs> I've always been a, a Romeo and Juliet guy. Oh, I, Romeo I just, and Juliet! I, is I so just love that. It's love so that. depressing. I, I played uh, Mer- Mercurio. Mercutio. Mercutio. I, that's how long it's been. <laughs> um, yeah. And that's like my. <laughs> I'm a big fan of my roommate. Can you tell? I'm like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you got to play Makisha once. He was amazing. Yeah. Well, I didn't. It wasn't a, like a stage production. Mm-hmm. It was we were reading it in class. So when I say oh, I got to right. play it, I got to read that part. <laughs> oh, it's lovely. But it, it was fun. I, I mean, and what was the movie? Uh, the updated movie the with Laws Berman. Did with I say the that gun, yeah, with no, Baz Luhrmann. Baz Luhrmann. Baz Luhrmann. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. Spoonerism. <laughs> it's not Laz Berman. Laz Berman. He's Laz Berman to his friends. 
<laughs> Baz Luhrmann. Yeah, 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 yeah. Baz yeah. Luhrmann. It's like his hat is a uh, hob bope. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, what, that movie. Who was who played uh, Romeo in that movie? Uh, DiCaprio wasn't. It? Yeah, I was looking. At Paul, Rudd. Paul Rudd was in that. Yeah, in a very oh, was he the small prince? role. I, just I remember he had those wicked fucking guns. Yeah, and he called it a rapier. Yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, that Laz Berman. Laz Berman. <laughs> He's a special guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I uh, I love the fool in Lear. Uh, oh, I love the fool in uh, Macbeth. Role. But yeah, no, the fool in there is, is tremendous. Or the clown or whatever the fuck he is. Yeah. Yeah. I watched the, the Ian McKellen uh, Macbeth and the man who plays the fool character in that. He's not the fool. I forgot his name. But he has just that one monologue about um, welcoming sinners into hell. And it was the best performance I've ever seen of, of that character. It's mm. Ian McKellen nice. playing Macbeth. Which, of course, I mean, you also have Ian McKellen and Judy Dench. So watch it. Watch it anyway, kids. Yeah. Watch right. it anyway. Dame Judy Dench. Dame Judy Dench. I got so depressed in uh, Romeo and Juliet when it was pointed out by the teacher that when you first see Romeo, he's completely lovesick. With Rosalind. Yeah. And yeah. then he's so lovesick that he died, that he kills himself over Ju- And it's like, oh, so it's just bullshit. He's just like an overwrought, sensitive, emotional guy. It doesn't have anything to do with how much he actually loves or doesn't love Juliet. He's just a guy who falls in love. Yeah. And that that was really depressing to me. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'd like to think... I mean, I don't, I don't think there's one perfect person out there. I don't believe in a perfect match. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't I don't think there's that one person that you're destined to be with. I'm not that romantic. I mean, I'm, just, I'm sensitive and I'm, and, and I'm an emotional guy, but I'm not that like over-the-top romantic about things mm-hmm. um but the flip side of it where it's like you can just you can fall in love with anybody and it's a life or death feeling is like oh well, that's dumb but i think that's the nature <laughs> of love even if it can happen over and over again is is that it can be i mean i don't know i've never been in love what the fuck am i talking about <laughs> <laughs> no you're right you're on the right track but like that's the story i've heard from people who have who yeah. have been in love and then it, you know, and then it, and then it wears away, and you and you hate each other. And a great one of my favorite Eastern mystics once was asked if he believed in love at first sight, and he said, "Absolutely, I believe in love at first sight. It's love after getting to know someone. I'm not so sure about." Yeah. <laughs> Ouch. Very good. <laughs> he was a funny guy. Nice. Um, Ryan, thank you. He says he always knew I was a backdoor man. <laughs> <laughs> Let me clarify my Hershey <laughs> Highway uh, <laughs> uh, fucking statement. Anyway, uh, yes, Ryan. I guess you could say I am a backdoor man. But who is that? Who sent? Who is? Who is? Um... <laughs> Sorry. Thanks for the lovely Shakespeare question. Yes, that was a uh, uh, Darren. <laughs> Thank you, Darren. As soon as she hears the fart, she tries yeah. to go back to the high art. <laughs> Let's go back to the. <laughs> As if Shakespeare never made a fart joke. Keep it on the rails. Keep it on the rails. Oh, but could you imagine how beautifully eloquent his fart joke would be? (laughs) You've heard him. Haven't you heard him? No. Which one? He makes a lot of fart jokes. I missed him. They're in like every play. There are Shakespeare fart jokes. Are you kidding? Yes. He makes a lot of fart jokes. Tons of sex jokes. Sex jokes, I knew. I didn't know yeah, there were yeah. fart jokes. I fart jokes. Yeah. Hmm. He has farting characters. And Sir Toby in Twelfth Night is a... He's a farter? He's a, he's a farter. He's, he's a gassy? Mm-hmm. Flatulent <laughs> fellow. Um, Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. What's the, uh, if I play this YouTube clip, is it going to go out on the... Because uh, someone tweeted us the Wilhelm, the man in his screen. Oh, yeah, yeah. Here you go. I'll pot you up here. Everybody. 
Is that going out? No. It's not going out. No. Because I don't not hear anything. You guys really don't want to miss this. There oh, there we go. It's a gem. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that there it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. It's really not the same if you can't see all the movies there. That guy didn't that guy didn't get residuals either. They used it four times in them? Oh the ants. <laughs> Allegedly they used it in Star Wars. Oh yeah. Trash compactor. Yeah. <laughs> No, they're dead. <laughs> I I think they're just sticking this on some of these. No, they're there. Uh, <laughs> Vengeance is mine. Howard the Duck. Now I definitely don't believe it. <laughs> All right. Well, this is more fun for yeah. us than you guys. It was tweeted out to us, and it's absolutely worth a look. Yes. And I recognize it. The second I heard it, I was like, yeah, I totally recognize that. Yeah. How is the great Doctor Who Shakespeare episode? Oh, my God. Have I been remiss? I haven't seen the a Doctor Who Shakespeare episode. What is he talking about? Wow. Uh, I think it was a David Tennant episode. There was a Charles Dickens. Oh, uh, that's what I'm thinking of. I did, I did finish uh, Doctor Who for you all. Uh, I did finish. You're so you're welcome for that. Yes, so you're all, you're very welcome. <laughs> I did I did finish. I, I the the series finale. I had a friend tell me like in multiple fervent text, you will shit yourself when you see this finale. And so that doesn't that wouldn't get me <laughs> psyched. <laughs> they play the brown note during. Uh, the- <laughs> 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 you literally will shit um, yourself. So you can imagine like how hyped up I was, and nobody can live up to the promise of shitting yourself, really. So, <laughs> I still don't see that as a good I was thing. A yeah. little, I was a little disappoint, disappointed that I maintained control of my bowels during the in- entire episode. Yeah. Um, it was good. It was definitely really good, and it was really exciting to see like what was going to happen next. And I'm going to say something that I hope doesn't get misinterpreted, but I wish they'd let the companion die. Why are you such a bitch? <laughs> what are you, it's, misogynist? It's one of those things where I'm when you sorry, have what? a possible death... <laughs> Whose side are you on? What is wrong with... Who hurt you? I'm on the who side hurt of... You? Who hurt you? Um, well, I can... I'll tell you stories. <laughs> I'm on the side of good storytelling and the death of the companion in this would have been so noble and so honorable and so memorable and then he went into this no I've got to go save her and it was like everything was squandered it was like let her have this awesome amazing noble honorable death that wasn't really death because if because the whole thing is that she got scattered throughout the doctor's entire timeline so the actress would be coming back but the idea was that her her present incarnation as the woman who remembered her story with the doctor would be dead it was great it was so romantic and sad and and noble and just let her die and then they he had they had him go save her and i was like this was you just ruined you just ruined your denouement mm, yeah and that was probably my only um well the big gripe have they I killed a companion uh I, you know, I don't know the old series before uh, before they revamped it, but none of the new companions have technically died. Like, they ended up in different dimensions or forgot him or just quit um, or got sent to a different point in time and space. And those, I think, are the companions, and no, none of them are dead. <laughs> yeah. 
which so did you what would you have preferred the the rescue scenario or um what you call it the Death. My, yeah. The death. The, the death. death. I'm 100 percent death because it was such a neat story device where they could have killed her and it would have been sad and 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 heartbreaking and really moving because she would have been dead. Yeah. But the story is that she died by walking into the into the doctor's the timeline of the doctor's life and it because she was chasing somebody who had also walked into the doctor's timeline and he had gone back and started ruining everything that the doctor had done oh. so she followed him to make sure that time stayed in order and she had to like patch up the doctor's entire timeline but her present incarnation of the woman who knew the doctor oh, yeah. and had this amazing experience with him would have to be dead because she got scattered apart her being got scattered across time mm. and um and so, I mean, like for people who really liked the character and really wanted to keep seeing her, they, it, I mean, it's a great device, a wonderful storytelling device that mm-hmm. he keeps meeting her over and over again. And she never remembers him because she's, he's, she's dead, you know, yeah. like the part that right. remembers him is dead and it would have been romantic and cause he was a little bit in love with her. And so to have to keep meeting her and her never remembering him would have been uh. probably a better device than they tried with River Song, which was kind of a dud, but then he, and they go back and they save her and, and I, I get, I think the reason they did it was so they could have the doctor have this experience in his own timeline, but it just, it just, it just, it was so unromantic. Or so they don't have to cast a new, or, or because they have a popular companion and they don't want to have to cast a new one next but, season. But they could have, it would have been easy to make her just like a peripheral character who showed up occasionally. I mean, they have to. But that's not the, the same as device. having to, have, having to recast a new lead. Right. I mean, you think they didn't want to recast the right. lead? Oh, yeah, I guess. You I know, guess, they, but she's still there. She's going to be there. They got somebody who's popular, who who struck a chord, who's helping the she's ratings. She's not really that popular, though. Is I it mean, true? Yeah, like, well, at least among the people that I've been talking to. I, you know, I mean, she's a companion. Uh, she's cute. She's very, very cute. She's very, very adorable. I, think I they, like cute. They made a mistake in making her the fascinating character instead of the doctor, because usually it's the doctor's the fascinating character, and you learn about him through the eyes of someone normal who's the companion. But then they brought in this fascinating companion, and you're trying to see her through the eyes of the doctor, and it kind of created like I don't, I'm not fascinated by her. You're yeah. not the lead. Yeah. I want the, I want the dynamic back of the doctor being the yeah. fascinating one. Uh, Darren. Says companions who have died are Perry Brown, Ace, and River Song. That's true. River Song. Yeah, I forgot about River Song. When she did she die? Uh, she. I, I don't remember. I have to tell you, I'm such a not a fan of River Song that everything. I enjoyed of, that storyline. I enjoyed that actress. I, I like the actress a lot, but I. Think, I like how I like the toe to toe between the two of them, and I like that she had the advantage. I don't feel like that. I sort of felt like she was clinging after him, and he just didn't really? get it. I, I always thought I always thought she was just so many steps ahead of him. And had this cockiness, and it's just great to see a, a cocky woman who's not cocky because she's a model, yeah. or because or because she's wearing a short skirt or something. She's yeah. just cocky because she's powerful and has information and and just confidence. I really like that. Yeah. You don't see that in a female character very often. Uh, yeah, well, I don't think you see it done well in a, in a female character very often. Yeah. And I love that actress. I think I think that actress is absolutely lovely. I just think the dynamic didn't work with her and Matt Smith. Yeah, I mean, they definitely didn't seem like a romantic match, mm-hmm. but also the whole thing of him being different bodies and them knowing each other syncing up at a different time. Yeah. You know, them being out of time with each other, I thought was lovely, but it just didn't play. I don't know what it was. So you guys have heard that Matt Smith is no longer a doctor. 
Yeah, we pitched a couple potential doctors last week. Oh, that's right. I talked with you guys about it. Mm-hmm. Jesus. I have the same conversations <laughs> over and over. I can't even remember. What do you think? <laughs> going back to that conversation we had ages ago about like this, the right person for the right role, what do you think would be next for Matt Smith? Like, what kind of. Do you think. Do you think he has the depth as an actor to play characters? I think he could other do anything. Than, I think he could do anything. Is that because you have a crush on him? Uh, no, it's because I think he could do anything. I have a crush on him because I think he could do anything. Um. I think I think a companion Ryan is anybody who has traveled with the doctor, which I don't. Which she has, she has. And in fact, Ryan, there is. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> she just threw the kid gloves there off. Are, the gauntlet has there, dropped. There are a whole lot of uh, things that have been alluded to of of the of the doctor and River traveling together that we never see. Which I think is why she doesn't feel like a companion because she like there aren't any episodes of of River and the doctor uh, like traveling alone together as we're used to the doctor companion dynamic. But oh god. But there have been it has been heavily alluded to that River and the Doctor have traveled through time together, therefore she is a companion, sir. <laughs> um, but back to Matt Smith. Uh, yeah, I think, I, think, I think he has an incredible emotional uh, capacity and talent and I think uh, it's hard to say what he could do next because the Doctor is such a strong character that you could easily just want to type him, typecast him in those I want to typecap him, actually. Yeah. You and me both. <laughs> hey now, <laughs> but <laughs> but because I think he could do anything. I mean, what um, anything? Uh, what uh, <laughs> what was what were some of the credits before the Doctor? What have you seen know. him play Mm-mm. anything other than this role? No. When I'm a big fan, I show my fanness by not giving a crap about anything you do. <laughs> what do you think? Maybe a new Bond. Huh. He could totally be a bond. I don't think he's got the masculinity he's young, for a bond. Though. He's so yeah. young. He's, he's like not tough 29. enough. You can't go from Daniel Craig to someone who's not tough. Yeah. I don't know. I've been hearing Idris, El- Idris Elba for the new bond. I don't know who Ooh. that is. The Wire, Luther, yep. uh, Pacific Rim. African American gentleman. Yeah. Oh. No, African English. English, I mean. I'm oh, sorry. Then yes. Yes. <laughs> you have my vote. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So easy. I know. It's simple stuff. I can't wait for that movie. Pacific Rim? Fuck. It looks like a lot of fun. Is that the... Uh, del, um, del Toro, Gimel del, Tesoro. Yeah. yeah, Del Toro. Yeah. yeah I love it looks that. like a lot of we fun. We cancel the apocalypse. <laughs> love that trailer. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, was, I was a big Pan's Labyrinth guy. I thought that was a beautiful oh, movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was. Did you guys ever see Devil's Backbone? I didn't. No. Really, really strongly recommend it. It's such a good story. Like that man. I mean, as amazing as his his visual capacity is, like uh, his storytelling is so tight in that movie. I mean, that's a story. That's a story. Devil's Backbone, everybody. All right, that's the that's the homework for this yeah. week. Someone asked us earlier. Yeah, yeah, movie homework. I have yet to do any of the homework. That's yeah, never been assigned. Devil's, Devil's Backbone. backbone. Uh, is that a, a horror movie? It's. Not really. It has a ghost theme, but it's very realistic. It's very scary. It's very effective, but it's all set in a highly realistic world. Mm. And it's it's about it's about an orphanage. Oh, okay. Yeah, I do remember. It's not the orphanage. <laughs> yeah. Is it? Is it? Is it the orphan? <laughs> it's not the orphan. It's not the orphanage. Uh, you guys seen the orphanage, right? Yeah, I haven't actually. Uh, Del Toro produced that one. It's also very good. Yeah. Is he obsessed with? Um, is he an orphan? I don't know. I don't know. I know he just produced 
He just produced. Uh, he produced the orphanage. He didn't write or direct it, but hmm. I couldn't tell you. Apparently, uh, Matt Smith was in a BBC show called Party Animals, which didn't really land. But maybe if it's out there, we can get an early look at Matt Smith, a pre-Doctor Who Matt Smith. I just heard that uh, Orphan Black was really good. Has yeah, anybody... we've talked about that a lot. Marty's a huge fan. Really? No. Because um, I always think of it as the show that I fast forward through during Doctor Who commercials. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, uh, Marty's a huge fan. I did start to watch the pilot, and the lead is very engaging. That's what I heard. Um, She's amazing. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't get past that. Um, and since it's not on Hulu anymore, or wherever I was watching, whatever hub I was watching it from, yeah. it's because I, I wanted to get back into it and talk about it on the show, but it's not out there anymore. Jenny's my girl. Uh, She's yeah. got your back on the uh, mm-hmm. devil's backbone tip. Mm-hmm. I have well, to check that out. Yeah. Um, I'm about ready to wrap things up. How are you guys feeling? Yeah. What's the weekend got? Oh, uh, I am in the process. Uh, I have to put this out there for, for my listeners for to the breaks and, um, and my other shows. I haven't done any live ones this week um, or last week, actually. I, I've been so caught up. I'm building out a uh, the studio, the podcast studio, or vodcast studio. It's going to uh-huh. be video and audio uh, at the Lovitz. So I have literally been busy like out trying to find deals on equipment and such and so forth yeah so uh i'll be i'll be potting uh i have recorded episodes i just haven't uploaded them because i've been so busy so you guys are going to get like three episodes back to back to back uh uploaded very very soon yako i know has been waiting uh as well as tyson and a few others so uh, i will have those out for you guys some great stuff great funny shit mm-hmm. If I do say so myself. <laughs> if I do say so myself. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so that that's what's going on with me. I just got I just got midsummer performances over the weekend. Uh where and when? Uh Theatricum Botanicum on like it's like three thirty on Saturday, four o'clock on Sunday, I think. Nice. How's that been going? It's coming together. It's the the show I hate the idea that like we're you know uh, our performances are affected by the audience, but they are. And once we started performing for you know general audiences instead of children, it's gotten so so much better. <laughs> uh, Don't perform I, for children; they're un, un, ungrateful. <laughs> ungrateful. Wow, <laughs> bastards! Maybe you're just boring them. <laughs> well. Uh, I got a gig with the Greg Feldon band on Saturday at the uh, ranch market, uh, the farmer's market in L.A., West Hollywood. A meeting? They do uh, hmm? a what? A meeting? A gig. A gig. Uh, with the Greg Feldon band. Oh, I want to go. Um, yeah, you should come. Oh, you got your show. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, the farmer's market in West Hollywood uh, has like hillbilly gigs every Saturday <laughs> for the summer or something like that. I don't know. We've done it before. Uh, it's like two bands playing. Um, and I'm, it's, last night was the first time I played bass in months, so. It's good to get it back up. Yeah, it's nice. going to make you feel better. Nice. Hey, Lou. Bye, Lou. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Lou just joined. Um, um, well, ladies and gentlemen, that's it for us. We'll be back next week. Emily, coming back next week? Yeah, I'll be here next week. Oh, Excellent. Nice. Awesome. Oh. Adios, my friends. Have a good Tuesday. Ciao. Till then. See you next Tuesday. If that Hit that button. Time to hit that button.
This has been a production of Smodcast Internet Radio.